0: Good to see you all here. And I mean that literally because now you're tuned into Beyond B3, Revolution Radio's Beyond B3. Do follow Get Rev Radio right here on Twitter Spaces. I am your host for the hour, Josh Carey, also known as the Hidden Entrepreneur. If you want to know why, head over to my Twitter and you'll uh, get a little insight. But today, hey, Josh. yes, sir. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to reveal something about myself. Uh, I was doing some research for the hour ahead, and one of the topics we're going to touch upon is the VR industry and how Meta and Apple are coming out with their next-generation headsets. And I watched the promo video that Meta released, and to answer your question bluntly, I am not a gamer at all the only gamer i've ever been was about 35 years ago with my atari 2600 that's where it started and that's where it ended maybe a little bit of nintendo in my high school years but i'm not a gamer but i was watching the promo video for for meta's the next gen headset and i stopped for a minute and i said i think i might be missing out on something I felt a little FOMO. I'm like, hmm, I might want to get into this. So that's where I stand on. Uh, B3 Nation, again, this is your show. Um, we're going to bring up a, a few special guests on a variety of topics, but I will hear from you. So you could do a few things. You could uh, raise your hand and request at Mike, and we'll pull you right up. If you have a thought, a comment, or a question, you can DM the at GetRevRadio Twitter account, or you can post right on the thread here in the comments and we'll uh, include you in the conversation because this is your time. To give you a little agenda, uh, I'm going to be bringing up a few special guests. We're going to be talking to uh, Dan Goikman all about OTT and streaming. I know in the past shows, we've really uh, hit on these topics, and he's got an innovative answer to the streaming wars and get this, how to reinvent cable companies. Can't wait to hear what he's doing. We're also going to bring my friend Creatress on, who is going to talk to us about VR and AR. Uh, she's a performing expert in that field, uh, actually got to test the newest headset. So we'll hear all about that and her thoughts on it. And then we're going to talk to the founder of Pepecoin. Uh, he's been around these shows for quite some time, a big fan. Um, he thinks that AI is a double edged sword because of Chat GPT being a centralized singular model solution. So we'll see what the take is over there. But for now, as always, DJ and Max, would love to hear from you.
1: Start us off. What's on your mind? What's up, guys? Well, the gaming conversation was super fun, and that's what Crypto Twitter is all talking about. Um, so I'd love to continue that. But before we go into that, a little bit of alpha. Um, I made 100 BRC20 wallets today because I got some news that a bunch of BRC20 tokens are going to be uh, launching this weekend, so that's what I'm keeping my eye on. Um, a little bit of uh, maybe, you know, like eh, some some pocket change um, coming up this weekend, and more congestion for the Bitcoin blockchain. That's what's on my forecast.
0: I really, I really appreciate that, Max. Um, as promised. I want to start off with Dan Glickman, who, like I said, I've been following and been connected to Dan for quite a while. Dan, first of all, welcome to the show. Say hello.
2: Hey, thanks, everyone. Appreciate it, Josh.
0: So give us an overview, because I positioned you as an OTT and streaming expert. You have companies literally in this field. What are you
2: doing? share what I'm doing and once I do want to say that you know following on your meta and you know kind of AR conversation I had I walked into my living room today and my 14 year old was on the quest on the couch the tv was off and he was watching a movie in the headset so I will tell you that I think this is uh we're getting closer to the year of VR for sure and it's a trend that like I, I feel like if teens are sitting there uh, with the headset on, um, it, we're approaching something uh, uh, that's going to be kind of pretty meaningful and mainstream uh, sometime soon. So, uh, so anyway, pretty sharp. Sharp.
0: yeah. It, so, you think that the headset use flows upwards from the children to the parents?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been, I mean, I happen to have been around the VR space for, for a long time now uh, in just the variety of, of startups I was invested in and advising. But, um I until I saw my kind of uh son on the couch today with a headset on with the TV off and I, he was watching a movie I'm like I guess this is going to get there and it's about just kind of making the device comfortable enough and the experience interesting enough so I think it kind of in general there'll be kind of killer apps or games that unlock it in my opinion for for every age group um but it's just got to be comfortable it's got to stay charged long enough and and the content's got to be good and, and uh, meant for the medium, or at least unique for the medium. But um, it seems yep. to be getting there.
0: Tell us about what you, because like I said, I've been following you and your businesses for a while. You have a yeah. current, you have a current business model where you're you're basically disrupting the OTT and streaming space. What are you doing?
2: Well, so so yeah, so I mean, I've, I've been an entrepreneur in, in, in new media and emerging media uh, for the last yeah fifteen years, the last um, uh, decade really in OTT streaming. I'm sure you know, kind of at this point, uh, most of us have a Roku or a Fire TV at home that we use to to consume our content on. And so up the last you know, ten years or so, I was building companies that actually helped content providers build. The apps that you see. So when you fire up your Roku, you look to find a streaming app. Obviously, a lot of us have Netflix or Hulu, etc. But you'll notice there's hundreds, if not at this point thousands, of other applications that want to deliver to you content, whether it's in a certain niche, you know, like anime, uh, or um, you know, it's a different kind of offering, like a free streaming service like Pluto TV. And so. You know, as cord cutting has accelerated over the last years, you know, there's kind of been this emerging trend for ad supported video streaming services. Um, and then, you know, kind of the new thing I don't know if, you know, if anyone's familiar with it is kind of like what are called fast channels or free ad supported streaming channels. And what these look like basically are like the reinvention of, of cable television. So content library owners are putting together interest based or genre based or IP based channels. Um, like a great example of this on Pluto TV is the Bob Ross channel where you can watch hours and hours of Bob Ross painting 24 seven. And then those IP owners are distributing those channels to, uh, basically everywhere you can aggregate an eyeball. So you have smart TVs, you have mobile devices, and obviously the, you know, web connect, any connected device can now stream video, uh, pretty seamlessly. So that's been kind of the last, um, you know, um, you know, 10 years of evolution in the streaming space. Um, my current company replay, um, is a web three streaming platform where kind of like we all take for granted that we can now turn on the TV and actually press play and see a, a video. Um, but what we don't know is that it actually in that process takes about nine or 12 months for the content owner to get paid. So that feels like a really big, Uh, incongruency in the marketplace. And so uh, my partners and I helped found Replay, which is a Web3 streaming platform that's aiming to just kind of make that whole crazy ecosystem of distributing video uh, over the internet more transparent so that content owners get really good visibility into exactly how much their video is being consumed, and they can get paid faster. And consumers get a better understanding of exactly like, what they're watching, when they're watching it, and um, earn rewards, actually, for contributing to the ecosystem. So, yeah, that's... uh, Sorry, that might have been a little bit uh, long-winded, but that's uh, that's the bolts of it.
0: Yeah. If anybody has a comment, please uh, do chime in. I think it's fascinating um, that you're on the forefront of that.
3: I do have a question. Why does it take so long for them to currently get paid? Yeah.
2: It's a great question so I think if you uh, if you think about the um, the life cycle, if you put you know brands on the left side and consumers on the right, the the you know media agencies are the ones spending the money. Uh, the media agencies ultimately find and allocate where they want to spend their dollars. Those dollars might flow to a platform like a Roku or a fire TV that then flow into an application. Sitting on those devices. So let's just take, for example, you know, I'll, I'll just keep using, uh, you know, Pluto or Tubi TV is something you might be familiar with. They get the ad dollars. The ad dollars then get, you know, the, the actual view occurs on a specific channel on that service on a specific piece of content. So because of the way the advertising industry is set up, it just takes forever to go from the media buyer to the content provider in that waterfall. There's about six entities in between that kind of have their fingers in the pie. So, you know, if you're playing a video, the person that actually gets some of that revenue is the IP owner, right? If you're watching a movie, it's the movie producer or the distributor. But before they can get paid, the app has to get paid. And before the app gets paid, the distributor has to get paid. Before the distributor gets paid, the ad agency has to pay. So that's
1: kind of the the reason for this crazy long cycle. That model seems to be a, a little bit long winded for me. Um, is is there a way to streamline the model instead?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's there are, but I think we're because of this kind of distribution shift, right? There's like people are. Uh, so I I would say content owners, right because they were looking for mass new distribution as all these new distribu as these new streaming apps were emerging, um, they kind of went and did a lot of these, you know revenue share deals that just requires a lot of connectivity. It's just not as easy as it should be um, to streamline the process of how a video ends up in any one of these apps. Now, if you're distributing a, a movie into a Netflix or a Hulu, they might buy it from you. They might pay you over three, four years. And that's typically how those deals work. But in the ad-supported video streaming world, they're just rev share deals. And those rev shares just, you know, they swim down a waterfall, you know. And there's um, not much you can do unless you want to put yourself upside down in terms of your kind of cash flow. I feel like crypto can solve a lot of this. Well, that's exactly what, what, what we're doing with, with, with Replay. I think that's that's right. That's the idea.
0: Look at that connection. Any other final thoughts or questions with or for Dan? Really? That is a uh, a solid silence. I love it. Speaks loud. But in all seriousness, Dan, um, continue to do the good work. I really appreciate you stopping by. You are more than welcome and encouraged to so stick around. We're going to move on to the VR
2: and AR. What's up? Yeah, thanks. That's awesome. I appreciate you take, uh, having me on, Josh, and thanks for the questions, uh, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, as as
0: uh, I opened the show and then Dan chimed in, it seems like an ongoing conversation.
4: Um, Creatress, Creatress, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. Uh, appreciate you having me here. Sounds like uh, I'm not the only one into the r and AR stuff here. But you are the only one labeled a VR slash AR performance
0: artist. Now, I've had the pleasure of crossing paths with you, IRL, in real life last year, last year at VCon. I know we both attended VCon this year, a couple of weeks ago, which we could certainly overlap and chat about, uh, but we're not really here for that right now, Um Tell us what what exactly you do in the VR space, because I want to get your take on this.
4: Yeah, and sorry for the background noise. It just started raining here. Um, but yeah, what I do, technically speaking, is I 3D sculpt. So I am making 3D objects, uh, but they're actually sculptures that can be um, experienced in VR or in AR, because I can export them as AR assets um think of like filters on instagram where you actually place an object in front of you and then you can also put them in metaverse like in your own metaverse like a spatial gallery and you can walk around them with an avatar and then you could also 3d print them as physical objects and then the fifth thing also actually that i have done is i've um, made clothing like for my actual physical self uh with um, like screenshots or like pictures of these 3D sculptures on real clothes. So that's what I do. I make 3D sculptures and then I bring them out out of VR for everybody.
0: B Three Nation, are you getting this? That extraordinary. Like I've never heard all of that use, that creative use. Which I'm guessing why your name is Creatress, right? It, it's sort of. Well, tell us what what does that name combined.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it's actually a word that I, I didn't make it up. It's in the dictionary, um, but it just means female creator um, uh, or a goddess, and I, I'm, I'm into both. Um, but mainly, I adopted this name because I love art in all forms, and I didn't want to label myself a sculptor or a painter or a performance artist. Like creatress, I feel like really um, describes all of all of me and all I aspire to be. I love it. Did you get
0: hold of um, of the latest generation headset from
4: Meta? So, actually, well, the latest one that's on the market right now. I actually, um, I I was hired to do a, a performance for Paris Hilton's Innovation Summit, her first annual um, on eleven eleven last year, and Meta was actually the sponsor, like the 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 one main sponsor for that mm-hmm. event so they gifted me the the meta uh, quest pro headset so i have the pro i haven't tried the new one i'm not sure the name but i did watch the ad that they put out and i want it too even though i think technically the pro is quote unquote better um so yeah i i have the pro and i compared to the meta quest 2 it's definitely way cooler and easier to to wear and then the pass through is awesome but of course, I want to try the new one too.
0: I love when worlds collide because at
4: that 11
0: event with Paris Hilton, Proto Hologram was there too, which B3 Nation will remember last week. We brought on the inventor and CEO of the Proto Hologram to speak a little bit about that technology. And you saw it there, right?
4: Yeah, I remember you guys were there, and she. Uh, I want. I want to say she's like stepped into it, and you guys had it at like her um, after party too. Yeah, definitely yeah. saw you guys there. So we're talking
0: about the Meta headset, but also Apple is coming out with their version. What do we make of this?
4: Oh my gosh, I am actually a very much an Apple person. Um, you know, I'm back to like the iPhone three GS. And then standing in line at the Apple store to buy the new ones every year or two. Um, so, I and I use a Mac, like a desktop Mac. So, I am so excited for their headset. If anybody knows anybody at Apple, like, I would love to be their brand ambassador. Um, yeah, I, I cannot wait till next week when they announce all the, uh, the actual details uh, on it and um, would love to get my hands on that. Like, I think that would be my ideal. Headset. I would integrate so much better with all of my things. And I literally don't even have a PC to connect to with my MetaQuest. So yeah, really, really excited for that. Hmm. Um,
0: B3 Nation, if you have thoughts or comments about this or anything else we're talking about now's the time, uh, make sure to DM get Rev Radio right here on Twitter uh, with your questions or request the mic. We'll bring you right up to join in on the conversation. Uh, Creatress, we were both at, at VCon. I didn't get a chance to talk much about it. Um, like I said, we were both there last year, which was Gary V's first foyer into this mega conference, uh, the phrase that he uses to describe it. I would have to agree. Did you get that feeling that it was a mega conference? Despite the headlines of crypto and NFTs that you might be reading, you wouldn't know it from inside those walls.
4: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it, yeah, we might be in a bear market, but it didn't feel that way at Beacon. There was there were just like there were I think about three thousand people there um, or more, and everywhere, I mean, events the whole time. Um, people were excited. I, I didn't really hear much bear market talk <laughs> while I was out there, but I did. I did have such a good time. Um, I got to perform three times. Uh, during satellite community events um, at Becon, uh, which is just how I like it. I like to be there and be booked every single day if possible um, but yeah it was it was wonderful. Um, the excitement there it definitely felt like a mega conference and I've been to many many conferences so um, I'm excited to see what what they have lined up for next year and of course I would like to perform on the official stage I've I've, I've told them uh, meta is one of the, Sponsors, so I'm hoping we can make something happen with them next year.
0: Yeah, that will be that would really be something. Um, Before we let you go, um, Keith Terry, I want to point you out. I want to invite you right up onto the stage, uh, request the mic because I'd love to hear about the project you're working on, Uh, Creatress. As we wind down this topic of Vcon, do you think that it's almost like you know Gary's fans, uh, all, all of you know me, me included we are, we're loyal. So do you think that would hold up no matter what the market does?
4: Yeah, I think, I think at at some point, um, most of the projects that I've gotten into have declined in price, um, you know, and, and that's just part of the market. So do I think with V-Friends it'll all be the same? Yeah, if anything it's it's even more likely that that the V-Friends will will still support regardless of price because of all of the I think like the the memories and the actual social interactions that people have had at Vcon which is primarily V-Friends um attended by. So, yeah, I, I don't see that community really going away unless something like truly catastrophic happens and and knowing Gary and the amount of uh just effort he's put into it, I I don't really see it just crumbling away. Honestly, not like yeah, a dress.
0: And what I find absolutely fascinating about what he's doing through VCon and V Friends are the the character IP. What he's doing with the the plush toys and the characters and the pins and everything he seems to touch becomes a collectible so much so that when we were there you um you uh, check into your hotel and your hotel key is a vcon branded key lo and behold those wind up on ebay it's just fascinating thank you creatress for for joining in can't wait to continue the conversation with you really appreciate it
4: yeah thanks for having me i appreciate you
0: uh, the invite yeah please stick around dj max you got the mic
1: yeah i have a question for you guys since you're uh you know big v friends people uh what do you guys think the supply of the next uh v friends drop is going to be is he gonna go for 100k this time
4: oh i highly doubt he'll go that high um but i don't know i guess i i don't i don't think there's any drops coming up um to be honest, and if there are, I, I want to say that he's going to go very limited. Um, I would say a thousand,
1: no more than a thousand, but just guessing here. That That's the bold statement. What do you think, Josh?
0: Yeah, I haven't, um, I, I, I am not under the impression that he's dropping anytime soon. I think he's got um, a lot of irons in the fire that he's just happy to, because now that 256 characters are accounted for through the drops he's always said that he wants our grandchildren to grow up with these characters right putting kindness and compassion into the world he's really going for being the next disney right all those characters the mickey mouse and the donald ducks of course and he that's his that's his vision and impression so i don't know if he's really anxious
1: to drop at this time Interesting. Um, So how do you guys think the next V conference is getting financed? Sponsors. (laughs) I guess, I guess, you know, uh, if he's going to rent out another football arena for 3000 people, um, that's a lot of sponsors.
0: Yeah. And um, that's always a conversation I have just when you're looking around the stadium, because you're right. NFL Stadium year one, NFL Stadium year two, certainly next year. And he came to the table two years ago saying, I am doing three conferences, 2022, 23, and 24. Who knows what's beyond that? But he'll certainly do another NFL arena. And I'm always saying, how much could it possibly cost just to come in for the week? And then, you know, of course, all the grandstanding and branding and, and all the attractions he has—it's—it's—it's it's, it's certainly uh, mega money. So Honestly, you might
3: worry uh, Josh, about. I, I have a sports marketing company, uh, and it won't cost the stadium where it costs you anywhere near as much as you think it will. That, that Tell me more. Tell it. me. Well, because you think about downtimes in stadiums. Um, right. Downtimes in stadiums are literally just electricity bills, um, and so you, you could probably hire a, a stadium for. It it would be I would be surprised to be spending more than twenty five thousand dollars a day. Really, really surprised. I would be surprised. Oh, if, oh, yeah. yeah, which which isn't yeah. From his perspective, I know he's got the V friends thing and and whatever else, but he's also got a, a pretty big business behind that. It's not a big cost for him to keep his his loyal fans happy. So that that's not the expensive bit. And then sponsoring specific activation it's quite easy because obviously if a brand wants to specifically activate to that group of people, they'll pay for all of the activation anyway. So whilst there's costs associated, I'm not saying by any way it's cheap, it's not, but, you know, the, the, the big, people go to the big thing, like hiring out the stadium or whatever, actually hiring out the stadium will be the, one of the cheapest bits.
0: Rob, I appreciate that insight. That's It, 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 it makes sense. I, I, I get that.
3: It just doesn't, like, if you think about like, how, who who else is hiring the stadium? That's, that's the big thing. Apart from when the teams are in, um, you know, right. uh, it's empty, so they'll they'll take any money just to sort of cover costs. Especially
1: in Indianapolis.
3: <laughs> no comment. No comment.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, thanks again, Rob, for that. Keith Terry, I hear you're working on some good project. Welcome to the show, by the way.
5: Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. I actually listen every Tuesday and Thursday and even on Sundays, man. So thank I've you for having you.
0: me. Yeah, you got it. I have heard you on the show before when
5: uh, it wasn't my hour. So I know you. Yes, I'm like a stalker, you dig? <laughs> hey, check this out. Yeah. So... so Uh, I'm a comedian of 20 years uh, from Arkansas, and it's funny because I travel all over the country, and no matter where I go, when people find that out, they always ask me if I know Clinton, and I'm like, I ain't seen him since we stopped selling weed, and that's just like, let's move on. (laughs) So uh, I have a project called Everybody Loves Love Project, and it is an attempt to just put out the message of love, just like right now, it's a part of the project. Like, we get so caught up in everything we do, and somewhere uh, there is a negative connotation attached to, or negative energy attached, and my my comedy shows are to detach that. I just want you to let it all go. And I pick the locations according to, like, love. So I started with my love of barbecue, and I'm uh, doing my first show Friday in Lockhart, Texas. Wow.
0: Everybody loves love. This is a uh, a take on everybody loves Chris and or Raymond. Uh, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I said everybody loves love. That's a take on everybody loves Chris and or Raymond.
5: Uh, no, actually, it, it was just. I wanted to use the word love as many times and it's what everybody had we have in common. You know, take away being from a different country, male, female, whatever you identify uh race or religion, like it's like love didn't see anything and ev- and there's something that everybody loves. Like the games you were talking about. I have a son that loves games, but I have to be careful he was playing some NBA game and This dude was cussing him out, and I looked at the username, and it was daddy does mommy 23. And I was like, We got to cut this off
0: <laughs> because of the username. I love it. How old is your son?
5: Huh? How old is your son? Cool. Uh, uh, my my uh, youngest, he's seven. <laughs> oh, wow. Holy. Yes. Yeah, so that means he's just now, you know, he he's he's, get, he's he reads well, so he puts that one word together, and I'm like, oh, come on, man, no. <laughs> and I, God,
3: just, I, I, <laughs> I would, I would flip, I would flip out on that.
5: <laughs> yes, I did, and it was like I couldn't even tell if it was a grown man talking to him or a teenage boy. Didn't matter. I was like, you're coming off because evidently his daddy needs some. He got his daddy has something to do. <laughs> So how could we support Everybody Loves Love? You know what? You could go to my website, uh, ComedianKeithTerry.com, and I, uh, I'm i listing videos and the tour dates and pictures. Uh, it's not just a typical comedy show. Let, uh, thank you for giving me the floor and so I can explain a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been in the business 20 years. I've been in front of as many, like, 100,000 people. I toured twice with Michael Bublé. Matter of fact, we started at the same time—not same time here, but when he came to Americas, when I started uh, performing. And I gotta go Michael Bublé is hysterical, dude. It okay, okay. I tell people all the time <laughs> that he is one of the hippest human beings you'll ever meet, mm-hmm. but he's, he's not comedian. comedian. No, no. <laughs> So check this out. I'm from Arkansas, little country boy, country Baptist preacher, son, from Arkansas. And I get told I get this date with this guy from Canada. He's a singer. He wants a comedian. It's in Indianapolis. I hop in my, my little Saturn with no air conditioning in June, and I drive all the way to Indianapolis sweating. Doesn't matter because I never made this much money before. Uh, <laughs> I get to the venue, I do my set, I know I did a good job, and it's my turn, it's my, I'm supposed to introduce him, I haven't met him yet, so I go, ladies and gentlemen, give it up, from Canada, for the only, the one and only, Michael Bubble, (laughs) I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't get the whole buble, Michael Bubble, wow, Bubble, listen, he thought it was hilarious, and we toured again, (laughs) Wow, you know,
0: um, I uh, I spent many years uh, in the acting world in New York, and I know that pursuing life as an entertainer, no small feat, especially being a comedian. I'd say one of the more
5: difficult ventures in the arts. Absolutely, it. You know what? I love the arts. I I love listening to uh, the lady that was speaking earlier because I completely understood what she was saying. I really don't like saying I'm a comedian as much as I'm an artist. I love all arts because uh, I don't write jokes. It's all, it's right in the moment. I'm a part of your air for that 45 minutes to an hour that I'm on stage. And I just talk about my life. Uh, in those 20 years, I went like straight to the top. And then like tragedy hit. I had a daughter that died. Then my kid's mother died like weeks apart. Okay, and that just like, boom, when I say a five, six year of and I'm talking to adults, so you get it, like falling hard, and I did, but I'm on the phone with you right now, and you can hear it in my voice, love, the love of just life. when I didn't have anything else to care about, I had love. And I love my art, and so when I perform, you know that's what I'm spreading—that that vibe, that pain that I went through. It wasn't for no reason, you know what I mean?
0: I do know what you mean, and uh, thank you for opening up and uh, sharing those details with us, B Three Nation. If you have a thought, comment, or question, now's the time. Please uh, let us know. You can post in the comments on the thread. You can DM Get Rev Radio on Twitter right here. Follow that account as well. Revolution Radio Beyond B3. I'm Josh Carey, your host. We're gonna continue on here. Uh Keith, what is um what is next for you? What like like immediately next?
5: What's on your calendar coming up? Okay, Friday, uh, I'm in Lockhart, Texas, home of barbecue. And then Saturday, it's my first produce, my headlining Everybody Loves Love project here in Austin at Roscoe's Comedy Club. Those are the two things that I'm working on in the immediate. And I'm also doing interviews. I'm like, uh, I would go to the creator of NBA 2K and I would want to go and do a show in their city and interview the person from which the love started the game before it got to somebody doing somebody's mom. (laughs) I would want to know what it was because it made it to my living room. You. <laughs> so right now I'm just doing shows and I'm shooting content and trying to build my audience so I can, you know, spread love, regardless of where you come from in life, regardless what you look like, regardless how your day was.
0: Yeah, those applause are real. It hits home. I'm glad I heard those applause. Uh, mm-hmm. You're speaking the truth. And um, it's 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 been difficult for me for many years to find that truth within myself. I've since overcome that limitation. Uh, still a long way to go, and I'm I'm happy to to watch and follow you, Keith, and continue to be inspired. So thanks for doing uh, the resilient work you're continuing to do. Appreciate it.
5: Hey, I appreciate you guys. Really, I appreciate you, and I'm gonna continue to listen, man. Stick around.
0: You're. Uh... Mm-hmm. You're on the speaker log here. Um, You're listening to Beyond B3, the uh, community aspect of the Bulls, Bears, and Blockchain show happening every Thursday and Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. It begins with a weekend edition on Sunday at 5.30 as well. Continuing on, we have PepeCoin joining us um, I got to chat with you for a little bit off the air, but say hello, welcome to the show. Oh,
6: hello, hello, yeah, it's 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 great to be here. You know, uh, uh, during the day, we're in a lot of different spaces and hanging out with people, and we always look forward to jumping on here and listening to you guys. Uh, as one of our members said, it's like a regenerative to our brain cells. You know, getting on here after after jumping around, you know, different places in the community, so it's great, and uh, appreciate you you know having me on and uh wow. keith terry man like god bless you you know you're out here bringing joy to other people on your healing journey bringing joy and love to people and it's uh we just want to say god bless you for that before we jump into the
0: topic on ai but well thank you for yeah thank you for um saying all of that i i appreciate that you're you're getting value and enjoying uh time well spent what is your name prometheus yeah, you me prometheus um yeah, worth fine for me. And yeah, just
6: to do. yeah, just
0: to clarify, yeah. we're the original
6: Peppy Coin from uh, 2016. There is there is a newer one out that's kind of exploded recently in the space, but we're not that one. Um, we're actually you know innovators that are are building a project. Um, we we actually were building NFTs before NFTs even had a name, and uh, we weren't you know we weren't accepted at the time because the exchanges were like, well, who's really gonna who's gonna care about this, right? Like nobody really cares about art on the blockchain, but, you know, as we've seen, um, that's kind of blown up. But but anyway, I'm here to talk about AI, uh, so we won't go too much into NFT stuff. And I uh, just wanted to say that, yeah, we, we view AI as sort of like the discovery of, of, of nuclear physics. It can be a destructive force, you know, in different ways, uh, surveillance and, and, and different ways you can utilize the the technology to destroy human freedom uh, or uh, you know, you can use it to to fuel the innovation of the the next chapter of mankind and, and and push us forward and and development of technologies that help us, you know, like even different ways AI can be utilized in healthcare, uh, you know, vehicle driving vehicles and and all that. Um, but uh there's mm-hmm. there's one thing that we see that's uh that is an issue and it is the current way that AI is is very centralized. Like as much as we love GPT, we use it every day. Um you know, we're, we're, again, we're gathering around centralized technologies that are controlled by singular corporations. And we've, we've seen how this plays out. You know, it's really cool in the beginning. We all sort of jump in. And then after a while, we kind of look at it and we say, wait a minute, have we, have we, have we been tricked here? You know, they're using our data against us. They're, <laughs> they're, they're kind of controlling us with it. And one of the ways we see that, that we can, we can change that and sort of build decentralization into AI from the start is by creating an open-source network for AI processing that will, will make hardware and gear available to people um, to be able to innovate where they otherwise wouldn't have access to it uh, through a decentralized um, AI processing network, sort of like how proof-of-work proof work works, but with GPUs doing AI processing instead.
0: Well, Prometheus said a lot there. I'd love for someone to chime in. Yeah, sorry, I kind
6: of a little bit of a spurg when I get thinking I just I just go and go and go. So yeah, any questions, it's it's easier for me if people ask me questions than if you just put me on play.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm uh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad you woke and woke and went. Uh so any uh, any thoughts on what uh Prometheus presented about AI double edged chat GPT is a centralized singular model solution you're saying and there has to be a decentralized approach.
6: Yeah, like people need access to to hardware. You know, you've got so many people that can't can't get access to hardware or can't innovate, can't deploy their models because there's nowhere to run it. But if you create a network um, that's like proof of work mining but uses GPUs that models can be deployed to, we kind of open up AI and we open up that processing to the world. And it's truly open AI. You know, I know there's a company that is named open AI, but it's clo it's closed Sorry. AI. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've heard that. Yeah. Uh, open app. Uh, I think that exists somewhere. Yeah, I think it I think it does. <laughs> um, you have a, um, there's a comment on the thread that says PepeCoin devs are solid in the real deal. Yeah, we have a test
6: set up. Uh, you can literally go and talk to our bot right now. I mean, warning, he can be pretty matter of fact at times. <laughs> but, but we actually have a model deployed to our decentralized test net right now that you can chat with and use. Uh, we have health monitor up. We're working on the incentivization layer. So then, you know, people will be able to connect their GPUs, participate in this network, and get paid in the coin uh, for building this decentralized AI network that will be available to the world.
1: I'm just amazed with how uh, eloquent uh, Pepe is. I expected a lot more belligerence from Pepe. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely
6: an element of that in our community. I mean, we, we are a Pepe coin, we're, but, you know, we, we've always been visionaries, which is why we were working years ago on the, uh, nft stuff before it was uh nft stuff but yeah just to differentiate we are not the other peppy coin eth we are peppy coin from 2016 Uh, you can look at my bio to get more info on it you know not not even here to advertise just happy to hang out and and talk about ai with y'all
0: so for those um not caught up sort of myself included there's a current Pepe coin and your Pepe coin from 2016. And, and so you're not the meme coin of late?
6: Right. That is correct. We are a different oh. one that has existed already. Um, and we're actually building. You know, the other one, they've got a disclaimer on their site saying for entertainment purposes only, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're, we're actual builders. Uh, you can check out some of the stuff we built. We are planning to to launch an, a Layer 1 that's going to be linked to the ERC-20 token. It's going to have some different branding. And all this will kind of tie together and make sense with the merging of culture and tech eventually. So, yeah.
0: Well, I see um, somebody's joined the panel here. It's the .pepe domain extension. Please, welcome to the show.
7: Thanks for inviting me up. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I was I was actually going to ask, so PepeCoin, you're, you're the PepeCoin from like Rare Pepe Wallet and Counterparty days and Rare Pepe's yeah, days? Yeah, or is it... yeah
6: we, we actually launched before they did, uh, before Rare Pepe, the Counterparty Wallet did, but we, we worked closely uh-huh. with them. Um, one of their main devs, I don't know if you've heard of him, his name's John Villar. He actually passed away in 2020, uh-huh. um, but he was working with us on our project sort of jointly between those two communities. So yeah.
7: Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. I mean, so you know, we we've launched a.pe TLD on ENS um, using Cortex protocol. But you know, in launching this domain, we're hoping to basically get people who want to publish their own versions or derivations of Pepe memes in our namespace as much as well as other things. But um, you know, we accept Pepe coin as payment for the domains, but Pepe, not Pepe coin. So <laughs> yeah. I think it would be, be interesting for us to actually partner and be able to accept Pepe coin as well, because part of my passion about launching the Stack Pepe domain is the history behind Pepe, oh, need is no the keys. history behind me, is history behind marketplaces, right? Like these things were some of the first marketplaces and NFT sales patterns on the internet back in 2016 and 2017, and the first NFTs really that were being traded. Yep. So it, it, it helps to know your meme and know your history about the progression of all, of all this stuff and how it's evolved. Yeah, well said. 100%
6: agree with you. But yeah, we'd love to work on that. I mean, we're, we're kind of like the OG Pepe coin. So,
0: you know, we're just hoping people recognize yeah. us for that at least, right? <laughs> I really appreciate the the business building that beyond b3 is motivating here i love it let's see if we could do more of that right the dot pepe domain name and pepe coin want to find a collab opportunity let's use this space always for things like that
4: creatress say hello hey i am just i am I'm, I'm over here just laughing out loud um in my in my kitchen i can't believe the pepe's are talking to each other I'm talking about um, who was Pepe first. This is just so meta of the space. Um, And I was just going to ask, like, oh, my gosh, how, like, what? Because Pepe was like, we're not those other people who aren't building. We're actually building. So, like, I want to know, like, what are you building? If you could sum it up in 30 seconds. Yeah.
6: So, I mean, we're building a a layer one protocol that will support let me, let me try to put this in 30 seconds. Okay, we're building a decentralized AI processing infrastructure that works on the blockchain and incentivizes the bare metal hardware for participating in the network with a coin and a distribution model. So like mining Bitcoin had its miners connecting to the network to mine Bitcoin, instead we're connecting GPUs that will be providing AI processing and infrastructure to this network and incentivizing them for doing that. Uh, And, you know, as you know, like they're already talking about proof of work mining in the United States and a 30 percent tax and different things like that. But uh, someone's mic is feeding back. I don't think it's mine. But but yeah, like they're talking about that down in the States. And this, in my opinion, might even be a workaround to that because it's providing something useful. It's proof of useful work.
4: Okay, so if I want to be part of this, I need to have like some kind of big GPU uh, just a thirty seventy is fine.
6: Like anything with eight gigabytes in NVIDIA right now is supported.
4: Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks for answering. And um yeah, nice to meet all you different pepes and OG pepes.
6: Yeah, you can try out the bot. You might have a good laugh. It sounds like you appreciate humor. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of nights we'll be up at three AM working in the chat and just talking to our chat bot and just howling at some of the things it says or you can get it to code for you or you can just have a late night conversation whatever you want
4: so this is like your custom uh, like chat gpt alternative and this uh, is in your discord I you can
6: come to our telegram it's t.me slash peppy coins and we can give you the link there because it's still on a test net we're kind of trying to keep everything sort of you know low key while we work out all the kinks before we blast it out there but yeah it's a modified variant of blooms so it's a 200 gigabyte model and we have it running decentralized right now. Like there's there's nodes in Australia, there's nodes in Canada, the United States, China, all participating in, in making this chatbot alive. You know, we're the soul of it.
1: So what would you guys think when the Pepe coin that's not building became a one billion dollar market cap?
6: You know, we weren't surprised because it's kind of been the story of our lives with this thing, man. Like we, we came to market with an NFT project back in the Bittrex days they laughed at us (laughs) you know they were like you know nobody cares about a green frog you know and we were like you don't understand everybody loves this green frog you know and it was you know nobody cares about nfts or or well we weren't calling that but like nobody cares about you know images on the blockchain we're like ah so it's you know a lot of a lot of our story has been overcoming challenges and just being like almost like (laughs) it's just shocked by the the challenges that we're facing but um, one thing we're never going to do is give up. I mean, we've been here since 2016. We're not going away. Uh, we're going to keep building and eventually uh, we're going to win.
1: I love it. Uh, well, the current meta, unfortunately, for you guys is not builders, it's uh, entertainment only. Yep. But I'm sure meta change is very good. You build in the bear market and then, like, the AI phase is coming. You know, in the bull market, it's going
6: to be, in my opinion, it'll be an AI craze. So we're ready, we're positioning ourselves.
0: Sounds good. Um, anything, else, anything else from uh, Pepe Domains you wanted to share?
7: No, that was about it. I just want to, I mean, I appreciate for, uh, you for inviting me up. And, um, you yeah, know, the culture, the tech is important, but the culture is important too. So, yep. appreciate Gotta it. Got to merge them. Thank you guys so much. It was a
6: pleasure speaking with you guys and uh, super thankful for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, anytime. It's, uh, it's your show, right? B3 Nation, this is for you. Uh, you have a thought, a question, a comment, um, request the mic. We'll get you up. You could speak, or if you're a little speaking shy, you could, uh, DM at Get Rev Radio right here on Twitter or post on the threads. We'll be pulling in comments as we wind down the last segment here. All right, I could draw our attention to um a um there was there was a story that with the with the chat GPT and uh, open AI conversation did you hear about how um Bitcoin is is planning on using using this known as the the Bitcoin Gpt uh probably not surprising right uh it's a um it's a chat bot that is using All of the data set from Satoshi's old emails and forum posts to give feedback. They're also including um, some resources like the price of tomorrow, the Bitcoin standard, and the great reset and the rise of Bitcoin, a film by the founder himself. What do you think about something like the Bitcoin GPT where ChatGPT is basically tying into everything that is available from that one resource and giving you insight.
1: That- how much? How much of a Bitcoin Maxi is the is the is the AI?
8: That's going to be the question, and I love this because Bitcoin Maxis are about to realize how much not alike they are, like Satoshi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it's real, that's going to be the litmus test, right? If Bitcoin Maxis are like, what the F? Why is Satoshi talking like this? Because Satoshi wasn't a maximalist. And he doesn't even share a lot of the same ethos as Maxis. So if they really scraped the entire Bitcoin forum and like everything he's ever said online, this is cool because a lot of people will get red-pilled because a lot of influencers and Bitcoin Maxis haven't gone all the way down the rabbit hole or they're in denial of some of the true ethics and the true things that this guy said, if it's even a real person, that is, you know, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching this and tracking it and playing with it and asking it all the tough questions, you know, and seeing how, hopefully it's not woke like Google and chat GBT.
1: For, you know, Maxis are going to spin it in their direction. So it's going to somehow become exactly, uh, what they've been thinking and doing for the last whatever. Five years.
8: That's exactly what I want to see. I want to see: is it woke? Is it biased? Or is it really just everything he's ever said? And almost like a Ready Player One scenario, where if you find the little gems and nuggets, then you can can like tweet about it and talk about it, because it's very interesting. Because
0: It it sounds like you have a hard time believing that it could possibly even be that.
8: because there there hasn't really been a true ai yet that speaks truth to power you know you ask ai to give you double standards and all it will spit you out is like feminist um talking points which is fine you know and, and it's important but if you say okay give me some double standards for men then it responds oh no i'm just a language model i don't know the answer to that one so it'll be interesting and that's just one example right of many that we've seen. So will it be this way with with Satoshi's voice? I'm fascinated to find out. and I'm, I'm going to play with it for that reason.
6: Yeah. Uh, PepeCoin, what do you have to say? Yeah, so I was just going to say, I actually did an experiment with AI a while ago with a group of my buddies where we took around seven, eight years of his text history to us on all of our phones and we stuffed it into an AI uh, so we could have a conversation with it and this thing totally went on with a life of its own and it, it it was just like our buddy to the point where you know his car he had a BMW uh, E36 M3 and this thing was always breaking down and you know intermittently like throughout the time we would be talking to the thing it'd be like yeah my car broke van o seal like it, <laughs> it was it was incredible to see um you know, just just doing something like that and putting that information into an AI, and then it's sort of taking the life of that person. But yeah, with the Satoshi one, I mean, unless it's open and we can literally visually browse through those params and see how it was trained, you know, there's no way of knowing if it truly is the the analytical voice of of, of Satoshi. Um, so, yeah. and yeah, you should try out GP. Our chat our chatbot is called GP three or GP three kind of like a play on gpt gpt4 it's gpt r33 try it out i don't think you're gonna find that it's woke at all you'll you'll probably laugh your ass off
0: <laughs> i'd like to get some i'd like to get a final comment from you moose you got the mic
9: hey yeah no i was i just joined up because um Prometheus invited me over here I'm, i also work on pepe Boyne with them. um i'm one of the uh guys that have been working on in
7: 2016
9: i uh, posted in the um because I heard uh, originally when he was speaking, some people were like, oh, what's the differentiating factor between like you guys? So I posted a thread in the comments uh, of this um, spaces that uh, a couple of the community members made. And it goes into depth about that, like the stuff that we did in the past, um, like what's, what, what we're doing right now. Um, if you're like if you're curious about those kind of things um, and you didn't get an answer uh, through the spaces, I, I would tell you to go check out those uh, two threads that I posted. Um, they should answer your uh, question. And uh, if you if you are curious and want to try the uh, chatbot that that uh, Pr- uh, Prometheus was just talking about a couple seconds ago, you can come to the Telegram. I'm I'm gonna have uh, some guys in there, are a couple of the moderators, dropping the link there. If anyone wants to use it, um, I heard Thor talking about you know how GPT, um, the OpenAI Chat uh, Chat GPT is really you know uh, having this woke narrative and it doesn't answer certain questions and it's not just that it's also been lobotomized over the last few days if um if anyone's been using uh uh, a gpt like i i have gpt uh the api and um it went down like five six days ago because the user demand because ai demand has been really high recently um like nvidia has been a one uh one trillion dollar market cap it broke through that one trillion dollar tag uh so the, uh, the, the They sent out a letter, OpenAI uh, sent out a letter saying um, that they were like scaling back some of their um, capabilities. And you can kind of see that, um, how it's been lobotomized over the last few days. So another thing that's good about the the AI that, that, that we're building on point is that it can scale. Um, like, like for me, you said, you know, we have nodes in, uh, in Canada and America and China and Australia and... Um, the problem that these companies, these centralized companies, have is they cannot scale to demand properly. They have a warehouse full of GPUs, and I think it's about uh, the, the minimum number required to run a, a chat uh, a GPT 4K model is 115 4090s RTX Nvidia RTX 4090s. And I mean, obviously they have you know thousands upon thousands probably in their warehouse, but that's not a way to scale it to demand. And then it's showing over the last few days. So I just wanted to comment on that. Um yeah, thanks Thank for having me up. Yeah.
0: Anytime, Musta. Um so that that wraps our show, B3 Nation. This is Beyond B three. Remember, you can join us every Sunday, every Tuesday. And every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for the Bulls, Bears, and Blockchain show, followed by the second hour starting at 6.30 p.m. directly from that show, we're here now. This is Get Revolution Radio's Beyond B3 at Get Rev Radio. It's Revolution Radio uh, Beyond B3. I am your host, Josh Carey, also known as the Hidden Entrepreneur, loving every minute of this life to share with you, to step up, to be seen, to do our greatest work, Please join us again. Please make friends. Follow at Get Rev Radio. Until next time, take care and be well.
8: Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks.